not so very long ago, in a not-too-distant land, two lifelong friends set out on an epic quest to bring the nerdiest podcast to the people. Along with the help of their not-so-mystical guides, Viz and Grimm explored the world of everything nerd. This is the Nerd Vernacular. It's Wednesday, May the 11th, and this is the Nerd Vernacular, the official podcast for the Every Geek. On the show this week is the sexiest man in a three-block radius, Grim. I'm Billy Bob Thornton approved. Grim's Taskmaster, Adri. Just because I heal you doesn't mean I like you. And the only reason I'm on Team Iron Man is because Spider-Man's on there. So what's in the vernacular, Grim? Apple Music being a douchebag. Okay, so nothing new. No, nothing new, but in a new way. Pretty much if you have any subscription to the Apple Music service, they are stealing the music off of your computer, anything downloaded, anything like that, and uploading it to their server, and you either have to re-download it and sometimes even repay to get your music back, including music that you yourself have created. Oh, that's Excellent. So now Apple has some of my fantastic work of fuck this shit, what the hell did I click? And, well, there's a lot of grunting, but we're not going to talk about that. Is that what was playing at the house party you had last week? That was a great house party. Uh, (laughs) Me and you have very different definitions of great. I don't remember it, so it was a great house party to me. Okay. Speaking of things most people don't remember, cartridges for gaming. Oh, is that what, that all we're talking about that one? I, I really don't like Apple Music doing stupid shit. Yeah, pretty much. Considering so, everybody here pestered me to no end to get an Apple device because everybody here is an Apple fan. And I then this comes out and I sit there and go, <laughs> I don't use Apple Music. But that's why I Neither don't do buy, I, that's why I don't do anything with Apple Music or buy any. We'll be back to buying cartridges soon. Yes, and I'm really looking forward to that. It says <laughs> it says specifically on the cartridge, do not blow. Too bad we did it. Okay, raise your hand if in this room you had cartridges and it didn't work so you pulled it out and went all over it. I, I played that shit like a harmonica. <laughs> In case if anyone's not sure, Nintendo's NX system has been rumored to be bringing back cartridges. Yes, because the problem is consoles are too powerful and disc, disc-based games can only be read at a certain speed without the disc rotating too fast and shattering. That Ebb sounds that. like a game-breaking glitch. Oh god, I hate you for that. That's a terrible pun. I, I feel like feel somebody's going to come across a room and punch me in the face for <laughs> I that one. I feel bad for we that will. I do not. I'm actually pretty proud of that. <laughs> but what they're looking at is bringing back very reminiscent to N64 and right now DS game cartridges that allow games to process much faster, you know. And of course, these cartridges will have much more memory than the little eight gigabyte cartridge that you get for the DS. Well, the company that created the DS cartridges for Nintendo has had a secret project with Nintendo for a bit now, and now it's kind of being obvious that that's probably what it is, is the con- the next cartridge for the Nintendo NX. Honestly, I'm all for it. If it cuts down on those ever-increasing fucking loading times, don't I'm you, all for it. Don't you mean like pee breaks and grabbing drinks and snacks? Yeah, that's, essentially. That's what those are for. I, well, like don't have to call, pause. I like to call those intermissions. Yeah, I like but to- I hate when it's like a two-minute loading screen, Bloodborne. Uh, can we, yeah, Skyrim? Skyrim, Bloodborne, something like that. And it's like, oh, I went in this room. Oh, shit, I forgot something outside. Let me spend another two minutes going to go get it. And then another two minutes walking back in this house. So I just wasted, you know, five, six minutes stepping through a door. Eh, you know what I call those times? 
What? Naps. I'm not surprised. At all. All I see is Viz walking through a door and going, all right, I have two minutes. Oh, all right, crap. I'm back. I'm good to go. All right, I'm back. I'm good to go. I got my two minute power nap. Oh shit, there was something outside. I'm back. Somehow he always wakes up right as the game comes back. I've seen it. It's weird. It's a loud noise. Yeah, probably. It's his gamer sense tingling. Speaking of gamer sense tingling, about seven million of us really started appreciating something this week. Yes. Oh. Uh. Yeah. Overwatch. Yes. The beta. I won't lie. Me and our sound guy Stretch have put. Far too much time into that beta. (laughs) Though I will say as much time as we put in, we're only, you know, roughly around level 20. There are already level 50 players, which sucks because the data is getting erased for the real game. So Uh-oh. all those legendary skins and all of that other yes, stuff. Yes, my not- Junebug skin, my Nevermore skin, <sighs> my uh, my Mariachi skin, all that's gone. That's just so saddening. It makes me so sad because I was so excited because I I mean I played Overwatch and everything and I was really excited about it and I really love playing Widowmaker because Widowmaker like I don't want to have I don't want to have to go back and re-earn that stuff because there's no guarantee that. I'm going to be able to get those legendary skins and all of that yeah, stuff. Yeah, with the loot boxes that you get one per level. Let's face it, there's probably going to be a paywall too. There's probably going to be, hey, give us X amount of money and we can give you some a loot box. Yada, yada, yada. No. So honestly, I've really loved it. I hate the fact that if one player leaves, they have to reinstance the whole game. That pisses me off, but it only takes a couple seconds, so it's really not that bad. Is it one player? Like, say, eight of us are playing... And well, there's 12. It's a six on six. Well, say 12 of us are playing then. Adri DC. Mm-hmm. What happened, like, just because she DC'd, or is it because Adri was the host? Just because she DC'd. So it's if anybody. any player lead. Oh, that's bollocks. Well, what it is, is if the game is going, they'll just continue on as going. But if you're loading in the game, like you have your teams and all that, and someone leaves, they'll drop you into the map and you can move and play without any of the objectives because there's no like team deathmatch mode it's all like capture the point defend the convoy something like that it's all objective based like team fortress 2 yeah really so you'll do it without the objective but the second a new player loads in they'll load the actual match is it how similar is it to team fortress 2 can i look at it and go there's a spy there's a medic to an extent yeah mercy is a healer class who uses the same energy type healing beam uh is even a german doctor uh your sniper is Widowmaker, and thankfully she doesn't throw jars of pee at people damn it you've got (laughs) you've got torbjorn who builds your turrets and all that so he's your ng farah has a rocket launcher so she's your She's your, uh... Heavy. No, not the heavy. Heavy had a machine gun. The soldier. And so, I mean, you can see who's supposed to be what. Roadhog, he's your heavy. So you can see it. It is Blizzard's take on Team Fortress 2, but it is really, really fun. Am I the only person that, like, when they see Reinhardt coming at them and the charge... I scream. They they scream and pee a little every time. Or when I sit there and I'm running through a map and I hear, it's high noon. I scream. I'm sorry. The most beautiful part was, it's high noon and... McCree was just, and I just shot McCree right, right in the face. I was like, nope, just kidding. It's not high noon anymore. It's actually one o'clock. You missed it by an hour. I'm a diva fan myself. But so. you're so beast with diva. Diva is so awesome. I haven't played, but I've got a sneaky suspicion I'm going to play a lot of Widowmaker. Widowmaker. I could see Widowmaker's you playing Widowmaker, Genji, or Soldier 76. I'm going to play a lot of Widowmaker. Yeah, probably. Actually, you, I could see you playing a Reaper too. But that's the whole thing. You're not supposed to main any one person. It's very much, oh, enemy team has a bunch of tanks. I need a bunch of tank busters. 
So y- you can swap your player on the go. Well, not if you're in home base, you yeah. can swap. Or if you're respawning, you can swap. Okay. very. It is very similar to Team Fortress 2. Mm. Now, when am I going to get my hats? Uh, no. Right now, no. Right now, it's just character skins. Recolorings, different mod- different skins, things like that. Those are hats. Essentially, yeah. Those are hats. So As, if, they ha- if they're just purely aesthetic, those are hats. They're hats. Honestly, the graphics are awesome. The gameplay is very fluid. Uh, I mean, me and Stretch have hit a couple places where there was a bit of lag, but nothing nearly as bad as you'd expect out of a beta. They've already used the data that people have provided for a number of modifications, a couple of updates. They've nerfed Bastion. They've changed D.Va around a bit. Yeah, screw Bastion. Bastion's fucking awesome. Bastion. You step away from this table. Bastion is great if you're playing Bastion, but if you have to play against Bastion, no thank you. I'm a D.Va player. Bastion is nothing. Because <laughs> in, in turret mode, I just boost over his ass, land behind him, and then shotgun to the face. Because they are laser, so- yeah, laser shotguns. If you're that. behind him, how does one shotgun his face? It just shotguns him that hard. It's the back of the face. It's, it's It shotguns him so hard, it goes through his head, turns around, comes back, and gets him in the face again. That's how good it is. Ricochet is what you're thinking of. No, it just turns of its own accord. Well, he is a metal robot. I guess some bullets would ricochet inside his head. Yeah, so. there, I think we had like 200 or two matches of lag out of like the thousand we played. It's a lot of matches. Do you yeah. remember match one? Yes, actually. I rolled a diva and actually didn't do too horrible. But then I tried to play Roadhog and absolutely ate shit. My first match, I was like, I'm going in as Tracer. I love Tracer so much. I I'll- tried. I made the mistake of going in as Winston one time. How can you not be heaven we- heavy weapons guy? I am heavy weapons guy. Diva. But Roadhog, you said, was the war. The, the, the heavy. The heavy. That's heavy what it is, guy. is he has a chain hook. He plays like Stitches from Heroes of the Storm. He has a chain hook that pulls you in and a shotgun. Oh, that is not so the heavy. You, so you hook him, he's the closest to the heavy you get. That sounds more out like of the scout. Well, no, Bastion would be probably the heavy because he is a walking turret. Yeah, I couldn't figure out how to play Reinhardt. I guess it's, I just didn't Reinhardt's play with him enough. fun. I just Let's, know he has the shield and then he has a giant hammer! Yes, but overall, I've really really enjoyed this and they extended it an extra day because of the feedback that they've gotten from people and the public outpouring even though there are currently some people screaming about how uh it should be free to play because team fortress 2 is free to play heroes of the storm is free to play hearthstone's free to play except here team fortress 2 was not free to play to start with it is now it is now it was 20 dollars to begin with well yeah and that was on a computer and that shit's expensive when you're playing on PC. Yeah, but if you're dropping twenty bucks on a on a PC game, that's crazy. Yeah, but speaking yeah. of payment, though, Overwatch is actually not going to be the sixty dollars for console. It's actually forty dollars for the base game, sixty for the collector's edition. So, um, and save some money, guys. Get the original, and then you can boost up. I guess. No, you have don't... if you if you have to, you have to get the Origins edition. You can't do it like a digital upgrade or Darn. something like that. They've had two patches since Friday that addressed massive issues and changes to the characters and all that. They've done wonderfully on this but one. That's the great thing about Bayless. which came at the cost of them really neglecting Warcraft. But that's a story for another time. <laughs> Even though Baby Baby Winston was in Warcraft, yes, Baby he's adorable. Baby with his Winston glasses. from the cinematic is uh, a minion in Warcraft now. 
And he's got the little glasses that you see. And they are, they are pulling a Final Fantasy XV. They're coming out with a comic and a animation series that will fill in backstory. Yeah, the first comic is Roadhog and Junkrat because they are from Australia. So it's a big thing about them and them getting together and all that fun I stuff. I will say a very diverse cast. You've got Chinese people, like clearly Chinese, clearly uh, Japanese, clearly English, clearly Australian. You know? May is love, May is life. Yes, my chubby little Chinese girl. May is waifu. <laughs> May is my wife. With the with the beta, everybody's really had a good time playing it, enjoying the game. When's its actual release? Isn't it soon? The 24th. So near the end of the month. Yes. Uh, the beta goes down tomorrow at 10 a.m. and the game releases the 24th. I'm not a fan of throwing money at uh, Blizzard. Have all of my money. All of it. Just oh, give, me a, give me Overwatch now. Because, I mean, you figure we live together and all that so we're getting two copies. two copies one for her one for me so we can play together you know i know our sound guy's picking up a copy um red is picking up a copy things like that so i'll get one here so. is a question though because there is a 40 dollars edition and a 60 dollars edition what do you get for that extra 20 dollars? a lot of skins that's it just skins you don't get like, uh, any figure or no no or. figures or anything like that i think you get like the soundtrack and a bunch of in-game skins and I things like that i can do the soundtrack I want a uh, Lucio soundtrack, like the little, his little beats, because he's a a Brazilian DJ. So <laughs> I, as he's fighting, his moves play sound clips. Drop the beat. So a lot of people are screaming that they want a uh, Lucio soundtrack. It is pretty cool, and he skates around, and you can see when he drops the beat. I guess because he actually does like a little like ground pound. It is kind of cool. I do love how the uh, characters will talk to each other. Like, if you have Lucio and Diva together, Lucio will look and go, Diva, I'm such a huge fan, can I get your autograph? And she'll go, only if I can get yours, because I loved your new album. And, like, Widowmaker and Tracer will talk and things like that. Okay, okay Blizzard, give me give me Lucio's soundtrack, because if Diva's a fan of Lucio, give it to me. It's it's like uh, a lot of your characters in the new COD and the new Battlefields, they actually will talk with themselves. Speaking of COD and Battlefield, we've got, we talked about the COD trailer last week. Battlefield... Of course, res- responded with Battlefield One. World War One. I'm so excited. It looks kind of amazing. I'm not even. On lie. one hand, it looks really amazing. On the other hand, EA is making it. Yeah, but didn't they, they always, always make it? Yeah, yeah. That's no but they haven't had a good some. Uh, honestly, in my opinion, they haven't had a good one since Bad Company Two. They have not. I, but maybe this will change it around. Maybe this is their coming back. Maybe they've learned that Battlefield Hardline was a horrible fucking idea. You mean Cops and Robbers Battlefield? Yeah, because like this one's set in World War One, which is a nice change of pace from the you know World War Two, and a nice change of pace from oh yeah we're going futuristic space battles yada 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 like COD is doing. Um, and World War One doesn't see a whole lot of you know shooter game action. You're gonna find out why. Honestly, I'd, if the trailer it equates to gameplay, I want to beat people to death with my latrine trailer. Think I won't. I know you will. It's World War One. There's not going to be any degree of fast-paced firefighting. Well, you've got your biplanes and all that. Yeah, and but they've got, of course, their airplanes. They've got their vehicles. You've got your tanks, your planes, your obviously not helicopters because they're not around at that point in time, really. They showed a blimp. I'd be fine with a blimp. Think I won't rain death from a Zeppelin. I will. <laughs> I will. You rain death from a Zeppelin by the Zeppelin catching fire and go poof. I will fill your Zeppelin with lead. That's fine. I'm not going to be able to kill anybody with it lest I decide to pull a jihad and slam it into somebody. The last game I played that had a blimp in it was Grand Grand Theft Auto V, 
and I crash the shit out of that blimp. Also, every plane that I get my hands on. This is a trend. I got in the blimp and just floated around the city for like two hours. Of course you did. Of course you (laughs) did. Having a lovely little time, just looking at all the sights. Having a little tea party all by yourself. Somebody's going to ask how the hell you crashed that blimp, but I did it. (laughs) Probably. I'm kind of excited, though, about them going back with World War I because I want them to stay historically correct because I am kind of a history buff when it comes to like the World Wars and stuff. And I know they're probably going to have a um, a story. A storyline. Use my people words. Uh, But they're going to have like a storyline and I kind of want to see where that goes. Uh, Actually, they've said there will probably only be six story missions. Because let's face it, everybody's going to multiplayer these days. Like, I will say COD's been doing really well about giving us a decent multiplayer, uh, single player these days. From what I've seen, it looks really good and it is currently the most liked, the most liked gaming trailer in YouTube history. While its counterpart, Infinite Warfare, is currently the most disliked gaming trailer in YouTube history. Seriously? All of the COD people are like, nope, done. I'm done. I like it. It's not even just COD people. It's just people in general. They're, they've already amassed a million dislikes on the trailer. Wow. I think it's some ridiculously high number that... Because if I wanted space battles, I'd go play, I'd go play Battlefront, which or, is another bad EA game. Or Halo. Or Halo. Microsoft game. Bungie. Well, Microsoft owned, game Bungie. Owned, owned by Microsoft. So now that we've talked all about all the fancy games that we have to look forward to... Let's talk about some games that PlayStation's got us coming out with in the next block. We'll see you guys in a few. So it is the beginning of the month, which means we're talking about PlayStation Plus games today. Yay! This month was actually all right. It was. We had Tabletop Racing... Which was actually really fun. And Tropico 5. Which was great if you like Civ with only playing Castro. Uh, You don't always play Castro? Sometimes I play Gandhi. I play Castro. Oh, okay. I play Abraham Lincoln. (laughs) No, the games of the month this month were actually not that bad, which is a good change from the past couple months we've had. We have had a a slew of games that make me want to bang my head into a table. Not to mention we got two months of generic space shooter. So it's nice we didn't get that again. This time we got Micro Machines with tabletop racing. That was actually, like, I went into it not expecting a whole lot, but I'm keeping that downloaded because that actually is a lot of fun. I think it's a lot like Mario Kart um, with, of course, Micro Machines uh, on an actual tabletop. You know, it looks like 12-year-olds put together a little racing track and are racing little RC cars around it. But you can get your car, you can upgrade it, you can do all kinds of things to it, and it's actually pretty fun. I've enjoyed it. I spent far too much playing on Overwatch. Yeah. Um... Honestly, I I didn't get too awful far into it, but I did. There are three tiers of cars that you can buy from uh, amateur, professional, and master. Well, I thought it was going to be like Matchbox, <laughs> Hot Wheels, Hot Wheels, Tonka. I would love Tonka trucks. But there are three that tiers. Ran over me with a dump truck. <laughs> I never got up to the top tier, but I did max out every amateur car. Good job. So. I'm not going to lie, I'm really bad at racing games. I'm really bad at a lot of games, but I'm really bad at racing games. I can drive real fast. Yeah, except when you hit a off. curve and go flying off the map. <laughs> oh, I thought we were talking about in real life still. Oh, yeah, that that too. Like, I'm not specifying. There's a reason I don't, we don't, don't ride like driving with you. with you. People ride with me. You scare me. That's There's what? a seatbelt. And a no I shit see. handle, but I mean, that still doesn't make me feel better. That's why I sit in the back seat and just look at my phone and pray to God that I get home okay. But yeah, tabletop racing was really fun and I really enjoyed it. And I mean, honestly, for a free PlayStation Plus game, 
the graphics were good. The car handling was really good. Uh, you could come into customizing your car along with power-up weapons, and you could have wheel weapons, too, kind of like Century on Wheels with the little spike coming out of it. Okay. Like um, jump wheels. Death Race Micro Machines. Kind of, yeah. Okay, that's kind of cool, actually. I will look forward to playing that when I have an opportunity to, then. Yeah, and I really recommend it, yeah. How do the maps look, considering it's tabletop racing? Are the actual tables themselves the maps? Yeah. Do you run around? The maps are tables. Like, one's a sushi bar, one's a, like, picnic table, and it's surrounded by stuff that it looks like they just found it in the area. Like, the picnic table has a lot of, um, like, spray paint cans and, you know, little, like, discarded signs and things like that. And they even put little obstacles in them, in the, uh, racetrack. Like, you'll turn a corner and whack into a spray paint can and it'll go flying up and slow you down and things like that. See, but that's why I don't play racing games, because I will hit everything on the map. You don't get better unless you try. I've tried. You think I was good at games when I started? Shut up, Viz. I was. I was was born with a controller in my hand. (laughs) Actually, he was. I've seen pictures. His mom was very uncomfortable. (laughs) Especially seeing as I was born in the 80s. Yeah, so it was a freaking nes that's that's a square block i'm yeah. surprised i wasn't a c-section baby because of that actually <laughs> yeah the pointy edges gave her some discomfort i looked in the womb and it was just viz holding a controller and his mother was scared it was on the sonograms close the gap you're letting in all the light <laughs> where he found the tv i don't know <laughs> so the other one was what tropico 5 yeah tropico 5 it was very, you know, RTS, micromanaging, uh, very Sims and Civ-esque where you have your little Caribbean nation that you have to build up and, you know, achieve quests wet through. Uh, you have to, like, get, get your independence from the colonies, from the crown. You have to move up through the industrial age, the Cold War era, modern times. So how does this one diplomat survive that long? Uh, you don't, actually. You have kids oh. and heirs and things like that. That's actually pretty pretty neat that is very different from the way civ chooses to take things where you're just immortal yeah like you can kind of do it but along the way you do have kids you do have heirs you do like you adopt little kids and they grow up north korea yeah pretty much gotcha it's it's essentially north korea in the caribbean the simulator with featuring fidel castro featuring castro not gonna lie that stuff just bores me I, I won't lie, like, the research subjects and all that, when you finish them, your little advisor pops up, and those are actually kind of funny, because it's like, I found shovels, because you had to research shovels to unlock the mine. I found shovels 46 times. Whoever kept leaving it in the in the middle of the floor is going to die. <laughs> see i didn't get that far i just played with it enough to be like okay this is not my this is not my cup of tea yeah but like when you discover planks it's like we've discovered how many times you have to get hit in the head with a plank to figure out how they work the number is seven on average depending on the plank <laughs> i was gonna say depending on the person you're hitting in the head with the plank because i've seen some pretty dense cats. those poor npcs yeah uh the best one is when you discover paper and he pops in saying his autobiography his uh autobiography has been stolen (laughs) that involves some fiction of two um two cowboys on a mountain forming strong bonds with each other no they didn't bring or no the rancher upgrade gives that oh so there's a there's there's some pop culture references in there there are there are a lot of pop culture references and honestly i enjoyed it but i like those games i like civ i like the sims i like you know don't get me wrong i really enjoy playing civ however i also really enjoy playing a game instead of falling asleep watching it so i have to be 
in a mindset to play a game like Civ or Tropico 5 or something along those lines. And this month just isn't that month for me. So I probably won't enjoy that one too much. I guess that game could be like, but I guess that game could be like one of those, okay, I want to play something, but I don't really have anything to play right now. So I'll just kill some time until I play something. What it is, is it's a nice break from the constant fast-paced action shooter games, things like that. It's a nice break. You can relax, you know. Yeah, it's a little stressful of managing your resources and things like that. But it's a whole lot better than, oh god, I gotta check this corner. Oh god, there's somebody trying to shoot me in the face. Yada, yada, yada. Yeah, I'm okay with that. But if it's Fidel, you're always checking corners and checking to see if somebody's trying to shoot you in the face. Uh, Actually, yeah, coup d'etats can happen. Riots can happen. When you get into the World War era, you have to side with either the Axis or the Allies. And if you side with either side, the other side can come and invade you. Spoilers, you should side with the Allies. I've heard they win. (laughs) Just once or twice. Never! I side with Germany always because they have a winning record. We're going to make this one a little short because whose side are you on? I'm Iron Man. Iron Man. I'm Iron Man too. So we're going to have a one-sided conversation in just a minute. We've come to realize we're all on Team Iron Man. Yes. So I'm going to play a little bit of a devil's advocate, and I will defend Cap. I will give you Iron Man. Why? Let's see how you can handle coming up against somebody who actively just doesn't like Captain America. Yeah. In a discussion on this. Why? Um, I will point out we are talking about the Civil War comic series, not the movie. We'll be discussing that. Is that next week? That is next week. Okay, we'll be discussing the actual movie next week. Give you guys enough time to go out and see it. We know you live very, very busy lives. Plus, you know, the movie will deviate from the comics, at least to an extent. Uh, however, we will be going in depth about the comic series, so there may or may not be a spoiler. I don't know. You know, you'll have to go see the movie to find out. Yeah. I've heard Cap and Iron Man fight. That's about all Once or twice. Okay. (laughs) Spoilers. Spoilers. Cap versus Matt Catcher. So, and also just in case if anyone who is a comic book fan that's still trying to catch up on stuff from the 2000s, we are going to be talking about a lot of the storyline for the Civil War arcs in this segment, and there will be spoilers for that. Uh, we're talking all 108 comics, so he's buckle talking, in, folks. He's talking all 108 comics. I mean, if you haven't read it, you had from between 2006 and 2007. You had a whole year to read that whole thing. Civil War. Yes. How does it normally, how does it actually start in the comic? What it is, is actually the uh, New Warriors. They are a group of kind of new to the scene superheroes. Very young, kind of like uh, the... Young Justice, Young Avengers, things like that. Uh, and they have a reality TV show showing them going around, catching the baddies, so on and so forth. Because as we've already learned, recording our elite task forces are a great idea. Yes. Well, at this time, you know, they're all kind of vigilantes. You know, they're not backed by any real government or anything like that, especially these young kids trying to make a name for themselves. They're trying to live up to the Avenger standard. And... They find out where a number of supervillains are, except these supervillains are ranked on the FBI's most wanted list. That's a good they're not your They're not your small-time crooks. And they decide to run in and get the ratings and get the recognition, because if they take them down, they can do... They'll skyrocket in fame. Well, over the course of the fight, the, um, I forget the name of the character that tackled him, but it was Nova. That got tackled into a school bus. Nitro. Nitro, yes. Nitro, not Nova. Nova was on the New Warriors and left. Uh, But Nitro got tackled into a school bus, and 
set off an explosion that killed around 800 people, including an elementary school full of kids. No, it was originally thought to be 800. Like, the original estimates for the news telecast was 800. Well, yeah. It wound up being, like, over 1,000. Including most of the New Warriors. Most of the New Warriors did pass, as well as, I think it was 150 to 200 kids. Yeah. And that's where the government really went, whoa, hey, we might want to start keeping an eye on these people. Yes. Giving them badges, actually having a registration, which is where the Hero Registration Act came from. Yes. And And pretty much keep them all in check, keep them all under our thumb. This way, shit like this doesn't happen anymore. As a safety measure for events of this town that got wiped off the face of the earth because... Young kids trying to be the little big pups heroes. tried to pick on the big dogs and lost. With it, Tony Stark surprisingly was on the side of the Hero Registration Act. Yes, because he realized that, to an extent, left unchecked, that they're no better than the villains. They're dangerous. Mm-hmm. Heroes are just as dangerous, and the amount of damage that a superhero can do to a town is no different to what a supervillain can. Yeah, speaking the, of like superheroes and stuff, Hulk went on a freaking rampage and destroyed Vegas. Vegas, and at this point has been shot off to follow the World War Hulk storyline. Yeah. He shot off to Hulk Planet right I mean, now. He, yes. I mean, that whole rampage resulted in twenty six deaths alone, and the whole thing is is like th- there's a huge huge amount of comics that lead up to Civil War 2 just going into backstory alone. Yeah, because Thor's also not present for this event. No, Thor is believed to have died in the Battle of Ragnarok. Uh, as a matter of fact, his hammer falls back to Earth. Uh, the Fantastic Four and Doom fight over it. So there's no real telling where Thor actually is. Not present is the answer. Well, Sort of. There's a clone. I know there's a Thor. A clone. robotic clone that ends up putting a giant hole through um, Goliath's chest. Oh, that's lovely. Isn't that robotic clone actually Ragnarok? Isn't I that think the name so. Yeah, I, th- I think it is Ragnarok. Tony has sided with the Heroes Registration Act. Yes, and has hired on Peter Parker as kind of his assistant slash go to guy. So Peter has followed suit. And speaking of suits, has been given a new one by Tony Stark, which gives rise to the Ultimate Spider-Man, the one with the little arms that the golden come, orange yeah, suit, the golden orange suit that can appear and disappear and has the little arms and all that. We're talking primarily about team on Team Iron Man right now. Team Cap, yes. Team Cap is actually surprisingly on the side that is against the law in this. Yes, he's very much for freedom. He's very much for choosing. And he's very much for people being able to make their own choices. That, and he believes that he doesn't see the point in having to register and limit these heroes because the villains will not be. The villains will use it as an, uh, they'll exploit it pretty much. Mm -hmm. Especially along the lines of, oh, I know who you are now. I can go kill your family, which is one of the major concerns that's been brought up not only by Captain America, but by Spider-Man in front of Congress or some Senate hearing. With that, Steve Rogers, Captain America, goes underground. Mm -hmm. He gets away from S.H.I.E.L.D., which turns out to be a quite a fantastic scene in the comics, is him fighting off several S.H.I.E.L.D. agents. Yes, and dodging Trank darts and all that. Yep. To just escape. And immediately, one of the figureheads for S.H.I.E.L.D., for the Avengers, has essentially turned traitor to the cause because they are trying to 
register all these heroes, and he's actively against it. So now there's a figurehead for the Anti-Hero Registration Act in Captain America. Mm-hmm. So who's on which side? Which, which heroes uh, there on which are, side? It's a long list. Yeah. They, they literally start out with the biggest and most powerful heroes and start working their way all the right. way down. Like, I know that... Uh, Falcon and Luke Cage are on Captain America's side. Yes, and, and you've got Spidey and Black Panther on Iron Man's side. Uh, Namor has said fuck y'all and has gone back to Atlantis. Hulk's in space. Hulk's in space. Thor is known to be dead. Then you start getting into like strange things because not only the heroes, but some of the anti-heroes start to choosing sides because and, it affects them just as much. And just downright villains start choosing sides. Yeah, because some villains do want to use it to capitalize. So they're teaming up with Iron Man. Or there is a number, the more brutal ones team up with Captain America. Because they just want more chaos. Yeah, exactly. They want to remain anonymous and just ruin everybody's freaking day. But at that point in time, they're taking all comers. Like, they don't care if you were... If they fought you or fought with you, if you're on their side at this point in time, you're on their side. And it leads to even things like uh, the Punisher. Mm -hmm. The Punisher winds up being on Captain America's side. Yep, and ends up saving Spider-Man's life when he defects. He also winds up getting kicked off of Captain America's side. Yes. When uh, Captain America has to stop him from assassinating someone. It gets into a relatively dark storyline where you start to see these characters really tear apart unity like mm-hmm. they they've been friends allies with these characters with these people for years and this one act this one law starts separating ties so people start choosing their sides they start the heroes start getting set up and it's clear that there's going to be a big fight especially to the point where iron man hires titanium man to try to mock assassinate him to only further his cause in the Senate's eyes. And that's politics. Mm-hmm. Tired and true politics, that is politics 101, is the more publicity you can get for your side that makes you look like kind of the underdog or the weaker spot, it puts the sad, sabs, you know, the underdog stories, the tales of you want that guy to succeed, to see that he's the martyr, the hero. That's what they're go- he was going for for it. And mm-hmm. a lot of that, I can't, like, I can't stand behind that for Stark. No, I, I really didn't like it because that was low even by his standards. It it was manipulative. And then it comes out that he's not even 100% sure. And that's the whole thing. This whole thing is supposed to be there is no right or wrong side. It's all opinion. It's all view. It's all, you know, how each individual person feels. There is no black and white. It's all just shades of gray. Everybody's right in their own eyes. See, but if I had to pick characters I, between Captain America and Iron Man, I'm going to choose Iron Man. I love Iron Man. But I can see both sides, which is where that Shades of Grey comes in. Just because, you know, Spider-Man, it teams up with Iron Man in the beginning. And then it's like, wait, hold up, wait a second. And then he joins Captain America and, like, a whole bunch after, of shit After happens. Ragnarok pretty much puts a thunderbolt through Goliath's chest, just a lot of people switch sides. Yeah. A lot, a lot of, of people, people are like, realizing. oh shit, no, we're actually... Yeah, when a lot of people start realizing that they are fighting for something that people are willing to kill and die for. It all just culminates and culminates into, you know, Cap's team being hunted down and thrown in a jail in the negative zone, which 
you know, ends up leading to the full-scale battle, where every hero and villain and superhuman in the world is now trapped in the negative zone. The agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. tries... I cannot remember her name. It starts with an M. Uh, it's Maria. Maria, that's it. Uh, tries to just lock them all in the negative zone and says and say to hell with you. Which, you know, thanks to Cloak, he, they all managed to get out and land in Times Square, which the battle just rages on. And it's not until average, everyday human being with no powers whatsoever tackle the fuck out of Captain America and tell him, look at what the fuck you're doing to our city, that they really realize they're no better than the villains. And that's what it is, is if you are behind a cause so heavily, you will eventually lose sight of everything around you. Yeah, you'll become blind to everything but your cause. And the end of Civil War is not actually just, hey, take a look at what you're doing to the city. The actual end of the Civil War, the end of all of the, the this arc that leads to the next, is the death of Cap. Cap Cape taking a couple bullets from an assassin as he, after he gives himself up and is going to the courthouse, takes a couple bullets and drops dead because of a random person that couldn't stand him anymore. Oh no, not a random person. Well, I know. Spoilers, the same Maria that we were speaking of is actually the one who assassinates Captain America. If you read into the the death of the falling of a soldier, the Captain America's death story arc that happened right after Civil War, you find out that she was brainwashed, so she did not remember any of it, Mm -hmm. to the point where she walked up and fired two directly into his ribcage. And it wasn't Maria that shot No, it wasn't Maria. Sharon Carter. Sharon Carter, which we've seen Carter. In the Marvel Universe, the we've cinematic. Seen Agent Carter. We've seen Agent Carter. We've seen we've seen Maria, who's the one who causes the negative zone effects and throws them all in there. We know Cloak and Dagger is coming. Yes. We we've already been given news about that. I'm biting at the bit. Pretending that we haven't already seen the film for next week's debate, what is it that you were looking forward to seeing? Honestly, what I was most hopeful for was seeing a giant battle like that. But unfortunately, we all know I'm not going to get that. So I'm interested to see how true to the comics they stay. Obviously, some things will have to be jazzed up to lengthen it or to make it more theatrically friendly. I understand that. More explosions, more big boomy lights, things like that. More dramatic dialogue. But I'm honestly, I'm honestly just excited to see where it goes. Adrian, what are you looking forward to out of Civil War? Honestly, I, w- I want to see more of the political side. I'm not big on politics, but with the whole the you know Hero Registration Act and all of that stuff, I want to really, really see just how how these characters handle it. Because we see it in the comics how they handle it. But I want to see the actors take on how they think that, that they should handle it. I don't, I, I don't like Captain America, but I do... I kind of have to side with Cap as far as Civil War goes. I agree. I agree with him. I don't agree with... I don't... Just for the simple fact that people's... Innocent people's lives can be put in danger because of this. Because, you know, children and families, these heroes do have them. They're put at risk if that hero has a name that's put out there and they can be targeted. Yeah, look at... um, Look at Johnny Storm. You know, he got attacked in a back alley and got hospitalized because everyday people jumped his ass. Because they knew he was part of this Fantastic Four. And that makes it even worse because Johnny Storm was a good guy. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't going to actually use his powers to harm but civilians. when they walked up on him, they called him a child killer. 
And he told them that he had nothing to do with the new warriors actions that they had no idea it was going on. And they still called him a child killer and blamed him just as much as the new warrior, namely because a lot of the new warriors weren't around to blame. It leads to, and it's a lot of things. And we still experience it today in society where one person's actions will paint an entire group of people. There's a couple things I do want to talk about as far as the comics. Um, we know where we want, we want the movie to go, what we were, what we are expecting from the movie before we saw it. Um, the writer for the comics was Mark Miller. He's done many, many, many things, uh, like Swamp Thing uh, for DC. Um, he's worked on Superman, Red Sun. He's done a lot of the Avengers stuff, uh, the Ultimates. He's done a Marvel, the Marvel Zombies spinoff, which is a lot of fun to read. I really like Mark Miller, so I don't know. I'm a fan of that, too. Yeah, but unfortunately, Mark Miller doesn't have a hand in the movie, and a lot of his visual effects will not portray onto the big screen. No, unfortunately, and that's kind of heartbreaking for me. Honestly, you want to know what I'm excited for and I really want to see? I'm waiting for the movie where they show us what Hulk's been up to this whole time. There's an animated movie I know, but I want in the live action. I want Mark Ruffalo. Yes. Uh, Well, at the end of... Age of Ultron, when they all start parting ways. Yeah, he disappears on the ship. There are so many deleted scenes for Thor and for Hulk, letting you know what's going on or where those characters are right now. We know where Thor is. Thor is back in... uh, Thor is back... In in, Asgard. In Asgard, with trying to figure out what's going on with the Scepter, things along those lines. He's been in Asgard working with the Scepter, figuring out the gem. And going on with... You know, the whole Ragnarok storyline, which, which is it hasn't really been alluded to in the movies, but yeah. Well, the Ragnarok storyline, the way they're alluding to it for the cinematic universe, I'm not a Thor fan, and I'm really looking forward to this buildup. I'm looking forward to seeing what culminates out of Ragnarok myself. Yeah, because isn't there a new Thor movie slated to come out not too long? Thor Ragnarok. Okay, that, and, that explains a lot. So... I, I know they're coming, but I don't really keep track of the exact schedule of Marvel movies. Uh, Ragnarok, I think, is slated for 2017 sometime. So we will be talking about that. With that, um, the reason why Mark Ruffalo is not present, the reason the Hulk is not present for Civil War, is in the comics he's obviously off on Planet Hulk. Planet Hulk. And the again, the deleted scenes and things along those lines, we see Black Widow begging him not to leave. Yeah, and he disappears on the shuttle. He hops on a Quinjet... Flips a switch. Cuts on the stealth drive and takes the Cuts the stealth, stealth drive on, cuts the autopilot on, and lets the ship take him somewhere. Yeah, which there was that deleted scene where they, they said they think they found it. Now, I do have a question for you guys. There is a, a um, continuance on the comics, and it's basically, what if Civil War ended differently? Um, Isn't that Civil War Two? No, it's just what if Civil War had ended differently, and it's oh, okay. a whole big... Thing on, so I do have a few questions for you guys, and I want to hear your answers on this. I'm very curious. So the first question is: Is what if Captain America led all the heroes against the Registration Act? I want to hear what you guys would have thought of that. If all heroes were against the Registration Act, if, if Captain America had led all the heroes against the Registration Act, had he led them? Mm-hmm. He pretty much did. No, like, I mean, or you like, mean all the, all heroes, the heroes, like Cap and Iron Man, and everyone was on the heroes registration side. If right. they were that far against it, eventually it would hit a point where they just take over. Because really, who the hell's going to stop them? Sentinels. Which at 
this point we haven't seen too much of ex- outside of an X-Men movie. Ex- well, are you you're speaking comic book wise? Comic book wise, Sentinels. Yes. Period. Mm. Because it's even spoken about in the comic itself with uh, Wolverine scenes shortly after he comes back from Japan when he's talking to Luke Cage. Yeah. A Sentinel to an X-Men is the same thing as a Burning Cross is to Luke Cage would be. Yeah. They're symbols of oppression. They're symbols of what humanity can do against the minorities. And Sentinels can be programmed to target superhumans, not just mutants. Yeah, but you have to think... How many Sentinels would it take to take on every hero and villain within the Marvel Universe? A lot less than you'd think. Sentinels are a lot more powerful than you really think they are. Like, the whole thing with the X-Men movies, they've really kind of made them seem to be all this super powerful. And that's actually more accurate than you'd like to portray. Master Mold is is a super powerful creation that has been made by mankind specifically to deal with the mutant issue. And it can do the same thing for the heroes. We've seen how technology can affect heroes in the first place because just Ultron almost took out the Avengers. And he was, his primary issue was he had his creator's ego. Sentinels don't have an ego. They have a target and a primary objective. Yeah, but you're talking about thousands of heroes. And you're talking about... Deadpool. You're talking about the Hulk, if you're counting all of them. Okay. You're talking about the Hulk. You're talking about Cable. You're talking about, you know, everyone. And they are that powerful, dude. I, when I say some, when I say Sentinels are strong, they adapt, they grow, they don't have emotion, they don't feel fear. They might kill themselves to do it, but they will finish their objective. I'm not saying no one would die. No. I'm not saying... All the heroes would get out without a scratch, because let's face it, what's the point in Jubilee? The entirety of it would be devastating in the ending role. It would cause, it would unleash more hell upon the human race than it would the heroes themselves. So what? Because the, any battleground those guys step on is laid to waste. What time do the heroes realize they're villains? That wasn't the question. The question is, is what would have happened? And I'm saying an all-out fight. Sentinels would have stood up to fight them because humanity would have fought back. Yeah, but the question was, when do they realize they're the bad guy? No, they, it was not when do they realize they were the bad guy. The question is, what would happen if Cap led them? And I'm telling you what would happen. Yeah, they I'm not saying fight. they... Yeah, that's a given. That's what we've been talking about this whole time. They're going to fight. And you asked who? Sentinels. Yeah. Do you guys want to know what actually happens? Are you curious? What? Yes. All right, so... If Captain America had let all the heroes against the Registration Act, in reality, Tony Stark would have died due to the extremist virus, which would have led the government to choose Steve Rogers as the spokesperson for heroes. The Stanford disaster actually occurs in the 616 reality, but because Tony Stark's out there to provide a fair path for registration, it's actually more extreme what the what politi- politics will do. The government of forces led by Henry Peter Gyrick destroy the resistance and many of the heroes are actually slain so a lot a lot more death a lot of heroes dying so i have another question for you guys what if iron man had lost civil war had lost had lost then essentially there would have been a riot there would have been a superhero uprising because that's what cap was after in the first place it's a borderline same same result 
it would have been a, a superhuman resistance army versus the government of the United States. Now I'm curious to hear what, uh, what comic arc we missed on this one. Okay. So in this reality, Iron Man is asking for Captain's help. And just like he did in the actual comic, he was asking for his help and all that fun stuff. But anyway, uh, but instead of threatening him, um, he admits that he doubts his actions. And instead of justifying him, uh, Cap doesn't use the, the hidden weapon in his glove. To disable Tony's armor. Oh, yeah, the EMP grenade that he put on his gauntlet. The out-of-control Thor clone. The heroes uh, unite to stop the out-of-control Thor clone. And the resulting goodwill from that convinces Captain America to help run the program. That's it. That's basically it. There's nothing like a whole lot. There's not a whole lot of differences. It just would have ended differently, unfortunately. But I kind of like the what would have happened if Captain America had led the Resistance and all that fun stuff. Led all the heroes in the Resistance. I I do like what actually happened and how you guys kind of ran with that. That's interesting. What what you thought. We could sit here and argue superheroes all freaking day. This podcast would be eight hours long. This is true. But uh, that would be enjoyable. (laughs) <laughs> stretches over there shaking his head Stretch real hard just no. no 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 honestly if you haven't read the the comics please go do that you know find them at your local comic shop you know buy them online whatever you have to do you really the, should do it the marvel comic book app is actually really good it's easy to use it's simple swipe to reads you can Sponsor sit us. you can pull it up you can check them out you can pull them up you can check them out you can actually preview a few pages on some of the newer ones, so you can take a, take a look at something before you actually decide to buy it. It's cheaper than going out and buying the physical forms, and it's easier to take on the go. I don't always want to carry a bag of comic books with me, especially with how much some of those comics get in cost down the road. If you pick up a comic book and you think, well, maybe this comic book is going to be worth $75 in 15 years, you sure as hell don't want to take it with you to go eat lunch. Whereas if it's all on your phone and fits in your pocket. If it's all on your smartphone, you can carry actual volumes of comic history on your phone and read on the go, read on the bus, the train, the plane, the sidewalk, wherever you're really hanging out, sitting around, you can sit and read it. Don't read and drive. It's dangerous. It gives you the opportunity to really read into a bunch of this Marvel backstory with the 108 comics of Civil War and the now rising in popularity Civil War II comic that we're having come out. With not to mention alternate storylines, not to mention just you know, so much backstory there. World so much War Hulk, things. Planet Hulk, all that fun stuff. Well, I was going to say, too, if you really did enjoy the very first Civil War between Captain America and Tony Stark... Uh, the second one released in spring of this year, and it features Tony Stark and Captain America versus Captain Marvel. So I need to check that out. I'm super excited about it. I have seen the cover for it. Captain Marvel looks as vicious and amazing as she always does, and I love her so much. So I'm really excited to read that one. So I'm going to be checking that one out. I'm really excited. Yes, and by all means, go see the movie. Compare the two. Compare your notes. Compare. Let us know. What you hated that they didn't put in the movie, what you loved that they put in the movie, you know, compare the two. Tell us how Hollywood compared to the creators themselves. And then also tell us which side you're on in the comments. Let us know how many of you guys actually agree with us on Team Iron Man. How many of you guys think Team Cap was the way to go? And meanwhile, we're going to... Team Namor, fuck everybody. (laughs) Meanwhile, the team we're voting on. Meanwhile, we're going to continue being awesome on Team Iron Man. You guys have a great day. Go see this movie. 
and have a good night. Hey everyone, thanks for listening to this week's show. The Nerd Vernacular is an Every Geek Media production. Visit nerdvernacular.com where you can find links to our Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and all the other social media platforms. Please rate us on iTunes and like us on SoundCloud. Please join us next week where you can hear Adri say, And that's why Grim's not allowed to pet smart anymore. <laughs>